the whole service already. God's been moving powerfully, and uh, I get the privilege this morning to share God's word and to minister this morning. And uh, why don't you lift your hands all this place and just just love the Lord for a few moments? Can you do that? You know, um, I'm, I'm reminded of just this whole weekend. It's been a powerful weekend. And I'm so grateful for what God's doing in the gang and what God's doing to the ministry of Victory Outreach here in Albuquerque. And Friday night, we had an opportunity to come and gather in prayer and intercession before going out to the streets for Twilight Treasures. And to my surprise, I walked in into the multi-purpose and that whole half that room was packed out with people just praying and just interceding and broken and I couldn't help but be broken in that in that atmosphere. The moment I walked in there, I, I just uh, something was hitting me, man. And then by the time about halfway into that whole time, I, I was so broken. I told Sister Barb, I, my my throat hurt because I was just crying out to God, and I felt like, man, God wants to do something brand new in the streets of Albuquerque with the prostitution and the drugs and the violence. And we had a group of people standing gap there, and, and, it, and it led over into last night with a gang and. This place was packed out. And can we just love the Lord for a few moments? Can you lift your hands and tell Him, Lord, I just want to worship you, Father. I just want to magnify your name, God, because you're worthy. My heart wants to convey. Come on, tell Him this love that I have for you. This love I have for you. this morning. If you feel blessed and favored, lift up those hands. Lift up your voice and say, oh, that's all I want to say to you, God. That's all I want to say. Oh, let everything, everything within me, Jesus. Hallelujah. The depths of my soul. to get where I'm at. blessed this morning. Come on, if you're blessed, I want you to put your hands together. Come on now. I said, if you've been blessed, if God has blessed you, you might not have everything that you want. You might not have the car you've been dreaming about yet. You may not have the dream home that you've been that you've been believing for. You may not have the best help this morning, but if you've been blessed despite what you don't got. Uh, if you've been blessed no matter what you went through last year or the beginning, I want you to shout this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings of God. Come on, shout to somebody and say, thank God for the blessings. Come on, shout. somebody shout, I want God's blessing. If it ain't you, God, then I don't want it. Come on, tell somebody, turn to somebody, if it ain't God blessing me, I don't want it. Come on, shout to somebody. 
If, if it ain't God, I don't want it. Lord, bless it or block it. Bless me or protect me. But I know that I want your blessing. Somebody shout. I don't know about you, but I've been blessed enormously all my life. I'm thoughtful of how far God has brought me. I'm thoughtful as a teenager where so many times, man, my life could have ended in so many different tragic ways. But God saw me through that. Some of you forgot about how God saw you through last decade. You know, we're going into a new decade, not just a new year. We're going into the 20s now. Remember the roaring 20s from the 1920s? Well, I'm believing God that there's a roar in our 20s coming up. Uh, come on, we're going into the roaring 20s, man. And listen, you might, you may not, you might forget what God has done for you, but you better remember. I said, you better remember what God did for you because God did something for you last year. You may not see it. You may not think about it. But if you dig deep enough, you'll realize that God protected you from stuff. God blessed you with some stuff that you didn't even know how you had come. Come on, somebody better shout, bless it or block it. If you got your Bibles this morning, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and open them. I'm going to release the team. If, if you guys, if you can stay close to me right here, the musicians, just stay close to me. Amen. Genesis 12, and we're going to read just a few verses. Um, chapter 12, verse 1. The book of Genesis. Genesis. ¿Cuántos hablan español este mañana? Wow. We, how, how many know that we need to get we need to get started with a bilingual service here soon? Huh? Uh, let, let's make it. Let's make a commitment that sometime next year in 2020, in the Roaring Twenties, let, let's make a commitment that you know what we're going to begin to reach the Spanish community, Spanish-speaking community. And how many know that we can ha- we can do that? I was thinking this. We just have a service at 9. Bilingual. I'll preach. We got a lot of great, great, a lot of great um, uh, interpreters. And then at 11 o'clock, we'll have a second service, English. And we'll shorten up our services a little bit. How's that? Sound good? ¿Cuántos pueden decir Gloria a Dios? Okay. ¿A su nombre? ¿Quién vive? ¿A su nombre? All right, so we got, so we got some, uh, we could, we could do something here. And we could do that, amen. Praise the Lord. El libro de Genesis. All right. Genesis 12, 1 says, The Lord said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. Somebody shout, God wants to bless me. But he wants me to be a blessing to others. Sometimes we want the blessing, but we forget why he wants to bless us. Come on, somebody. He says here, he says, I will bless you and make you famous and will be a, and you will be a blessing to others. And verse 3 reads like this. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt, all the families on the earth will be blessed through you. Lord, we thank you for this powerful covenant that you've given us, God, as the children of Abraham, God. We thank you, God, that our roots are so deep-seated, my God, in this. That Lord, we, we had a hard time believing it because of all the curses. Some of our lives, God, have been cursed at the young ages and through the addictions and pain and, and tragedy and all the things that we've all been through. Many people have been through here, God. And we've had a hard time realizing, oh God, that you have, a, you, have made, you have been in covenant with us, God, from the early, from the beginning. And Lord, we thank you today, God, that you have shifted things, that you have changed things. Like the song we sing, things got to change, Lord. And we, we know that they got to change back to the original covenant. The covenant that says, I want to bless my people. My people who are called by my name, if they shall, they'll humble themselves and pray to turn from their wicked ways, I'll open up the, I'll bless them. Lord, we want your blessing. Lord, we don't want any other blessings, God. That song was so appropriate. We're not looking for luck. We're looking for your blessings, God. 
We ask you today, Father, for those who have been going through some things, God, speak to their hearts today. I pray you use me, God, for your glory and honor. I pray that you use me the gift you've given me to minister your word. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, and everyone say, amen and amen. Turn to somebody and say, if it ain't God, I don't want it. And you can be seated. The Lord said to Abram, separate yourself from what you're used to. You're used to living right here comfortably and doing what you normally do. But I want you to leave that and I want you to step into a whole new realm where I want to take you. You see, I've got blessing for you there. But it's not going to come easy. You're going to have some enemies. You're going to have some foes. You're going to have some trials. You're going to have some tests. And it's going to take some time. Everybody say some time. Sometimes we want our blessings right now. We want everything right up front. But I'm here to declare to you right now that it don't happen like that all the time. It's not always going to be like that. He says, I'll make you a great nation. I want to bless you. I will bless you. He he doesn't say I want you. He says, I will bless you and I'll make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. That's the right order of things. As God blesses, we're a blessing to others. He blesses and it goes right through us. Come on, somebody shout. You see, this is the week of Thanksgiving. This coming Thursday around tables all across America, all over the place, there will be people gathering and eating the famous turkey dinner. Um, some, some. I really feel sorry for some people, and I don't mean to be mean, but around the country that don't get to enjoy red gravy like we do. There's something about red gravy. You know, people always ask me, red gravy, what's that? Oh, yeah, red gravy. My, my grandma used to make, no, 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 your grandma didn't make no red gravy like I'm talking about. That's made from some other kind of thing. And I'm talking about cranberries, neither. You know what I mean? I'm talking about red chili. Whether it comes from chimayo in the powder form, hello, somebody. Or whether it comes on pods from Hatch or Lemitad or wherever it comes from, I want you to know there ain't nothing like red gravy. People are going to gather around tables and before they eat, people are going to stand around and say what they're thankful for to each other. And it's going to be a week where we highlight how, how the Thanksgiving. Now, some people fight the opposite and they say we shouldn't be celebrating it. And I don't want to go there. I don't like politics too much and I don't want to go there, but I'll tell you something right now. I'll tell you this right now, that if we're not thankful, it'll come out in the wash. It'll prove what's in our heart. We've got so much to be thankful for. Number one, you woke up this morning. Number two, you live in one of the greatest country. Man, you have the freedom to worship the Lord. Right now in China, they're arresting people for worshiping God. In in Iran, they're arresting people for, they're closing down, burning churches down. I mean, you are blessed to be able to be in a country. Man, we're blessed. We ought to be thankful. Yeah, but I don't like this thing. I don't like that. I don't like the president. I don't like the next one's going to be the president. I don't like this. Who are you going to like? Are you ever going to like anybody? It doesn't matter what you like. It matters. God, the Bible says God appoints people. It doesn't really matter what you think. It matters what he does. And so we gotta, we got to just be quick complaining about what we have and what we don't have. And we just got to say, Lord, I'm just thankful to be alive. It's kind of weird how we forget how to be thankful. And I've been talking a lot about that all month. This has been the Grateful November series. But we often count our troubles instead of counting our blessings. Well, I'd be blessed if my car was working better. I'd be blessed if we, if we had a, if we had like a 30 pound bird instead of a 20 pound bird. Maybe the Lord's asking you to cut back a little bit. Come on, somebody. You get too sleepy anyway. Man, I left here last night and I was like, you know, it was, first of all, it was packed in here. I don't think Devin gave it justice. It was packed. It was, he goes, thank you, man. It was good. Come on. No, this place was packed out. I was like, Devin, look at all these people. I go, who put this on? Goes, the gang did. I said, all right. I was like, wow, this is awesome. We ate that turkey? And I'll, immediately I went to the... Man, I was just done, man. And I still had to go home and finish my message. I was like, you can't be eating turkey before you uh, prepare for sermon. You know what I mean? You're done at that point. 
But I, I know that some of you, last night that some of the testimonies, oh, man, my, I, was, I was moved to tears on, on a few of them, just my brokenness and seeing the way the kids were ministering up here. And I said, man, what a future, Barb. Look at, the, look at these young people. What a future we have. Great, man. What a, what a legacy we're leaving. Amen. Look, look at this. And, and, and I, I was looking at one particular testimony just moved my heart. Little girl, Angelina, she came up here and she said, I just want to thank the Lord, you know, for my salvation. She goes, and right away she started crying. And I'm like, oh, man, don't start crying. I'm going to start crying. I started crying. And she says, you know what? I'm just grateful for this church. I'm grateful that we get to come to church. I'm grateful we're back to church. And when she said that, I thought to myself, man, are we really grateful that we have, that we're able to be in, in the things of God and church? And she began to thank God. She goes, man, our family, this is what, she, this is what got me. She goes, our family has had some tough times. A little girl. What is he, 13, 14? And she, our family's had some tough times, but all oh, things are getting better with God. And I was like, just, ooh, man, I, I was moved. And I thought to myself, this little girl understands. She gets it. She has it, man. She understands that she's grateful for God, grateful for her church. And I know, I felt to myself, you know, I immediately I wrote this last night, and this morning I wrote down some notes. I said, I know some of you here had it rough in 2018. Some of you have had some, some of you are hurting right now. Some of you are going through some things right now and you want to testify that like, like Angelina, you want to be able to get up here and say, you know what, man, I was all messed up, but God changed me. Man, I was hurting. I was lost, but I, I had lost everything. And I know some of you want to do that, but right now you're having a hard time even thinking that right now because you're still going through, you're still hurting right now. Some of you have had some tragedy this year. You've had loss this year, but I've got some news for you this morning. I got some good news for you this morning. Your blessing is coming. I want you to know that there's a blessing with your name on it. It has your name written all over it. It's on special delivery. It's coming and it's coming soon and it's bringing heaven with it. I want you to know every every treasure that belongs to you, every blessing from the covenant belongs for, to you. It's coming and it's, you know what? It's God that's going to bless you. It's not your lucky stars like the song said. It's going to be God's blessing and His love. So are you ready this morning? I want you to shout it out. I want to be ready. God's going to see you through whatever you're going through right now. I know some of you right now, you had a hard time even getting into church. Some of you have a hard time even getting here because of what you're going through. But I got some good news for you this morning. The good news is that God's getting ready to pour out His blessing upon your family. You just hang in there a little bit longer. You just worship a little stronger. You pray a little more. You just trust uh, 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 just a little bit more. Your blessing's right around the corner. Whatever Whatever you do, don't give up because your blessing's about to come right now in the name of Jesus. Now here in our text, we I love what God says. He says, I will bless you. I will make you famous. I will bless you. will be a blessing to others. And I'll bless those that bless you. Isn't that awesome? He goes, but woe to those who curse you because you're going to be so blessed that if somebody comes along and tries to curse you, it ain't going to be good for them. Some of you worry too much about, oh man, they're talking about me. If you're blessed, you ain't got to worry about nothing. You know, you're so worried about if somebody liked your Facebook or didn't like it or didn't like it or if they didn't like, you know, pretty soon now you're going to be able to see what they, like, they do anymore now anyway. So what are you going to do now? They're taking away the likes out of Instagram. You can't see if people's likes, who they like and all that. So what are you, you going to do now? Oh, my God. How am I going to build my esteem? Come on. Be grateful. Who cares what they think? Now, 2019, God challenged us to elevate. Elevate what? Everything. Every part of our lives. If you needed to elevate your marriage, then you needed to do that. If you need to elevate your giving, then you needed to do that. If you need to elevate your prayer life, then you needed to do that. But we needed to elevate. And I believe 
that as God has done that, the one thing that he's going to drive home this month in this great series of Grateful November is that we need to elevate our gratefulness, our gratitude. We need to keep it up at a high level and all the way through not just November, but go into December and close out this year with a heart of gratitude like we haven't had in a long time. Huh? He wants to elevate our our gratitude this week by our thanksgiving. Now, it's ironic how the word thanksgiving is not really just one word. It's put together, but it's two words. It's thanks and giving. It means, you know what? You give thanks, but you're also thankful, and then you also give. Come on, somebody. Shout, thank and give. Elevate your gratitude through giving by your generosity. We asked earlier for toys. You know, the last couple of years, we had to actually go outside in the police department and all kinds of people had to come and bring toys because we couldn't get people to give to bring toys. We'd look in the box, there'd be like, like seven and a half toys. You said, seven and a half? Yeah, like a half a toy. I'm like, really? Who brought a half a toy? Ken and Barbie, but only Ken made, it, made the trip. Where's Barbie at? Well, they wanted Barbie. You know, you know, we can't end Barbie. And so, you know, we're going to fill up the boxes. We're going to fill up the boxes. And how you tell if you're blessed is how you bless. Oh, well, yeah, but I got a list right now, and I got to get all my people first. And I'll tell you something right now. If you take care of God's people, God will take care of you, man. He'll take care of your people. When you, I'm telling you right now, when you take care of God's hurting people, God has a way of blessing your life. So listen, elevate your gratitude this year. Don't let this year end with complaints. Don't let this year end without you forgetting who blessed your life. Uh, Listen, through gratefulness and generosity, you are going to see the blessings of God. There's a breakthrough coming in that Thanksgiving this this, this week. Uh, Listen, Thursday's Thanksgiving, but since November 1st and through the end of the month, we're talking about being grateful. We believe that every single day this month will create a culture. It will create an atmosphere that Everywhere we go at work, everywhere we go in our family, when you show up to your auntie's house on Thursday, when you show up to your grandma's house, your nana, your tata, wherever you're going, whenever you show up to that house and you're there or they come to your house, they're going to sense the gratitude that's in your heart. They're going to look at you and say, oh, there's something different about them. Oh, that's attractive. I mean, no, the gratitude is attractive. Gratitude uh, makes you look better. It makes you sound better. Proverbs 11 verse 25 says, The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. I can't help nobody. I can't help my own self. i got to take Scrooge. Why don't, you, why don't you come and audition? Talk to Pastor Pat and say, Hey, listen, you, got a guy, you, need, a, you need a guy to play Scrooge. That's me. Scroogey. Scroogey the tightwad. I'm preaching right now. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. That same old stinky attitude from 1999. Still acting like 1999. Still in the box. What about Proverbs 22.9? It says, the generous will themselves be blessed. They share their food with the poor. Remember this. Remember this. Let it sink down deep in your heart. Because some of you are going to get hit with a blessing and you're going to be blown away. It's going to hit you. You've been, you've been trusting God. You question God. You've held back sometimes. But God's grace is going to kick in. And it's going to kick in right there. And that blessing is right around the corner. It's just, it's just making the turn right now. You can't see it. You can't feel it. But when it makes the turn, when it drives up, when it drives up that dump truck of blessings and backs up, beep, beep, into your back, into your yard, and it backs up and it unloads that blessing on your house, you're going to say, man, pastor was right. I'm getting blessed. What I'm asking you to do is don't you dare forget who blessed you. It's God who blesses. 
It's God who raises up. It's God who anoints. It's God who does the big. Listen, when don't forget who blessed you and don't forget why he blesses you. He blesses you to be a blessing to others. That's what the Word of God says. Now, how do you position yourself for that? Somebody say how. If you'll turn me to Deuteronomy chapter 28, and I'll tell you how real quick. Deuteronomy 28. In the book of Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, the very first verse, it begins to break it down. In the New King James Version, it reads like this. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the earth. In other words, if you do, let me give you the the Danny Sanchez version. If you do what I say, if you follow the plan, if you just obey what my words say, the Lord says, I'll bless you. I said, I'll bless you, the Lord says. How many know when we do things our way, we look blessed for a minute, but it ain't God. And if it ain't God, I don't want it. Come on, somebody better shout it. Somebody shout, bless it or block it. I don't want it if it's not God. He says this, he says, And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. And here we go, right here's the list. You said, how do I position myself? Obey. What God says to do. If God says tithe, then if you're not a tither, then you're not You may seem like you're blessed. You may think because you got a little check coming in every month or you got a weekly this or you got that kind of job and you got this business going on. Hey, I'm blessed, man. I made this happen. This is me. This is all me. No, it ain't all you. It ain't all you know already. You know people that have lost that blessing. Come on, somebody. Keeping the the stream, baby. Keeping the stream of God. Let God bless your life. Make sure you acknowledge who gives you breath in your lungs. Make sure you acknowledge who gives you the power to produce wealth according to His Word. Make sure you don't forget who's the blesser. We love the blessing, but sometimes we forget the blesser. He says this. You want to position yourself? Say, show me how, Pastor. Obey God. And this is what will happen. Number three, verse three. We'll start right here. We'll go down list. It's simple. It's real simple. We make it hard. He said, blessed shall you be in the city and in the country. That means wherever you go, you're going to have favor. And wherever you travel, listen, you're going to have you're going to have God's blessing upon you wherever you go. If you're in the city or if you're in Tomeh. If you're in Hemis or if you're in Africa, you're going to be blessed. He says here in verse 4, Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, and the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. In other words, every business venture that you uh, invested is going to be blessed. You might not be producing crops. Uh, you may not be planting uh, alfalfa or chili or corn or any uh, broccoli or any any jalapenos and you're selling them up for this big amount of price and stores. Are, it may not be like that. But whatever you are investing in, whatever you are putting your whole livelihood into, you say, I'm believing for God to bless my business. Listen, if you obey the Lord, the Bible says that you will you will be blessed coming in and you'll be blessed going out. If you invest in the right way, God says, whatever you invest in, I'm going to bless. But you got to obey me, he says. Look what he says. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. In other words, your basket will always be full. How many believe, God, there's going to be a day where your basket's always full, never half empty, never just a little bit in there and struggling? But see, let me tell you the key to that. The key to that is the key to keeping your basket full is releasing what's in the basket. If When your basket's full, you take it out and give it away. You bless people with your basket. And then God just continues. Because he says, I will always keep your basket full. Verse 6 says, 
Blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you go out. That means wherever you're going in and wherever you're going out, you're going to be blessed. Verse 7 says, The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you, and it's not your vecina or your prima or your that person that talked about you on Facebook. It's not that person. He's talking about the devil and his demons. He's talking about those spirits that continue to antagonize against you, try to get you depressed, try to get you back on drugs, try to get you back, get, get with somebody else instead of your spouse, trying to mess with you and trying to tempt you. Listen, those enemies right there, look at this is what he says about it. Those enemies who rise against you, oh, you, that you, they will be defeated before your very face and they shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. God wants to bless you. Obey the Lord. He'll cause your enemies to flee. Lord says in verse 8, the Lord says, The Lord will command His blessings on you in your storehouses. In other words, whatever your, wherever your storehouse, you know, this is a storehouse right here. How many want to see this place blessed? I said, How many will see your church blessed? I said, how many want to see your, your storehouse blessed? He said, he said, if you obey the Lord, if you obey God, the Lord will command the blessings on you in your storehouse. That means when you walk up into this house, the moment you crack through the doors and you walk in, boom, every time, every time, I don't care if the preacher bombs out. I don't care if the music isn't right on. I don't care if every usher didn't talk to you. I don't care if it was too windy and your hair got all messed up. I don't care. The moment you walk into this storehouse, you're going to be blessed coming in and when you go out. Verse 9 says, the Lord will establish you as a holy people. You say, I want to be holy, but I can't. I'm struggling. Some of you, the struggle is so real. You're trying to get it right with God. And even this morning, you're, man, the devil tried to condemn you. Don't go to church. Look what you did. Look what you said. Look at the way you were acting just yesterday. Just last week you were doing. Shh. You got to tell the, sometimes you got to shush the devil. If you're obeying God, and you say, no, I'm coming to church. And I'm going to pay my tithes. And I'm going to, I'm going to bless people. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray. I know I don't feel worthy of praying, but you gotta get rid of that too, because nobody's worthy of praying. If it weren't for the blood of Christ, the blood of Jesus shed on the cross, none of us would have access. So quit giving excuses and just obey and just step into your blessing. Some of you, the devil tried to stop you from coming this morning. You know why? Because he knew what I was gonna speak. He, well, he didn't know what I was gonna speak, but he knew God was gonna give a word. You can't read my mind. He can't read your mind either. I know you think he can, but he can't. He can't read minds. Only one knows what's in our mind and our heart, and that's one. Huh? That's God. But he knew you were going to get a blessing here. So he tried to stop you from coming. All kinds of different ways. He tried everything, but you're here anyway. You know why? Because you obeyed the voice of the Lord. So I'm going, I don't care. My way, I'm going anyway. Huh? He, 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 you say, I can't never be holy. Man, I'm so rotten. If you only knew what I did. Oh, my God. So what? So what you did? You're not the first. It's been happening since the garden. Man, there's some crazy people in the Bible. You read about that? You, th- you think you were a gangster, some of you. You weren't no gangster. Those were some gangsters right there. Are you, you think you were loose, man, loosey-goosey. Like, you think you were, yeah, there's some loosey-goosey people in this place. I'm going to tell you something, right? You think you were all this. Uh, they were all that right there. They're pretty crazy people. If you take a good look, if you read this Bible, you'll find out there's some crazy people in this Bible that were all messed up. And God turned it around because he wanted to bless his people. So quit being living like that beneath where you're supposed to. You have a covenant. God says, I want to bless you. He says, I'll I'll establish you as a holy people to himself. Just as he has sworn to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Verse 10 says, then all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. Have you ever walked into your job and everybody's F-bombing and, and saying all kinds of crazy stuff? And then you walk in and say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not everybody. Some people don't care. Like, I don't care what this guy does. But their mockery shall too, too come to 
come to a stop soon. But we walk in. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. It's on you, brother. Not on me. It's not the first time I heard that word. I might have invented that word back in the day. So quit acting like you like you know you're the only one. The Bible says, "And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods, and the fruit of your body, and the increase of your livestock, and the produce of the ground, and the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you." Think about the covenant that God gave to Abraham. It belongs to you. It's a spiritual covenant that God wants to bless your goods. He wants to fill what you need. He wants to fill every gap that you have. Listen, all you got to do is stand in, the, in obedience to God. Stand in faithful to God. I didn't say perfect with God. Faithful to God. I didn't say perfect to God. I said obedient to God. And I love this. It says in verse 12, it says, The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land and the seas. You know what? Rain is a sign of blessing when it rains. I know some of you don't like the rain, but rain on the land is a blessing to the land. It waters everything. It makes everything greener. It, 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 it produces something. And God says spiritually, he says, if you'll obey my voice, if you'll walk with me, if you'll talk with me, if you'll stand with me, if you'll just be with me, if you'll get close to me, he says, I will pour out the rain upon us. an old song that says, it's, oh, it's beginning to rain, rain, rain. Hear the voice of my father. Rain is a sign of God's blessing. You see, the Bible, what he says, the last part of it says, he goes, I'll give you rain uh, for your land in its season. In its season. There's nothing greater than planting something and not having to water it yourself. God comes and rains on it in the right season so it'll produce and grow properly. There ain't nothing like that. I'm telling you something right now. You ask any farmer, you ask any chili farmer, you ask anybody and they'll tell you there's nothing like a perfect amount of rain in the right season to bless your crops. And listen, I want you to know it says this. It says, you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. In other words, you're going to be the lender and not the borrower. Listen, I'm not trying to get a prosperity message to you. I'm just trying to let you know who you are. Some of you don't know who you are. And as your pastor, I, it's my job to tell you who you are. You're a blessed nation. You're a blessed people. You may not feel it, but it's coming. I want You may be in trial of your life, but God's getting ready to turn it around for you. I said, he's getting ready to turn it around for you. But you've got to let God do what he does. You've got to obey him and let him do what he does. Hey, you, listen, how many of you are tired of being the borrower? Are you ready to start being the lender? I said, are you ready to stop, stop being the borrower? Are you ready to start being the lender? Come on, somebody shout, yes. I like this. He says, and the Lord, this, you got to get this. Don't miss this. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. It's simple. Verse 14 says, So you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command to you this day, to the right or to the left, to go after other gods and serve them. What other gods? There's a lot of things. Don't you ever get mixed up in thinking that other gods are just statues and, you know, little fat Buddha, you know, Mohammed, whoever. Don't you think that's the only false gods there are? Let me tell you what false gods can be. Anything that you put above God and let reside in your heart is an idol. It is false worship. And that can be anything. That could be so many different things. And the sooner you get rid of that kind of false worship, you begin to worship those things at times. You actually begin to worship those things. And it's not. It's false worship. It's false gods. And God is saying, don't put any other gods before me. You say, well, I would never do that. I only believe in God and Jesus Christ. That's all. No, 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 no. When you, listen, get this. You, you might say, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing, Pastor. I should have already been blessed. And man, I've obeyed the Lord. Yeah, but there's that one or two things that you still have set up shop in your heart. And that's what beats. That's what makes you move. That's, that's the thing that you won't let go of. That one thing that's still there. That little one thing. And it may not be a big old sin and a big old drugs and all. It might just be a one little thing that you put a place above. Just above. 
God says, get it beneath you. I want to get it beneath you. Somebody shout, bless it or block it. If it ain't you, God, I don't want it. See, we have been blessed abundantly. Sometimes we make it about the blessing more than it is about the blesser. And if you'll seek God, if you'll trust God. Listen to this. Proverbs, this is a powerful scripture. Get this. Proverbs 11, 11 in the New American Standard Version reads, By the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted. But by the mouth of the wicked, it is torn down. Aren't you sick and tired of being last on the list for everything in in, in Albuquerque? No, we just broke the homicide record again. I'm tired of that, man. I I know every year we say we're going to get on a mission and help out. We do. We go out there with the streets and we're out there. But, man, I I, I know, listen, the, the, the Bible says that he'll bless by the blessing of the upright. Listen, we need to seek God for a plan. We need to seek God. We're victory outreach, man. We need to seek God for a plan and how we can be a blessing to this city so that God can stop the violence, so that God can do something miraculous in our city, so that people who are involved in this madness, like some of us were involved in this madness at one time, so we can find a way to go in and reach them. Listen, the Bible says, but by the mouth of the wicked is torn down. There's too much wickedness in our city, and it's time for the people of God to be blessed, not just with good jobs, not just with good income, Those things come. But I'm talking about with the anointing of God. You have to be careful that that sometimes the enemy will throw at you something else. And listen, I believe everybody in this room, those of you that that are called to have businesses, God is going to raise you up. He's going to bless your business to a point where you can work when you need to work. And you don't have to work where you don't have to work. So you don't miss nothing. You never miss a Sunday again. You don't miss on Wednesdays. You don't miss conferences. Why? Because you're blessed. Your, your business is so blessed. Listen, God is calling some of you to own businesses. But don't whatever you do, don't use that business as an excuse. I said don't use it as an excuse. And let's be a blessing to the community. See, God blesses us so we can be a blessing. We want God's blessing, but sometimes we don't want to follow God's plan for it. His methodology for it. His ways. Sometimes we don't care how we get it. Well, I'm just going to go make it happen. If i got to work on Sundays, I'm, I know God understands. And you know what I'm telling you right now? Some of you do got to work on Sundays. And for right now, you do what you got to do because you got to pay your mortgage. You got to pay your car payment. You got to pay your insurance. You got to pay your cell phones. You can play games on it. You got to pay. Whatever happened to the phone just to communicate. We'd lose our mind if we didn't have that. Where's my phone? My phone? My phone? My phone? Don't look at me funny. You're like that too. Make sure it's God blessing you. Sometimes you don't care. You get you compromise your life, and you I'll get it whatever way. You know, if God won't bless me, then I'm gonna bless myself. I'm gonna make sure. I'm gonna make sure. I'm gonna make sure I'm blessed no matter what. I've been waiting on God too long. I'm tired of waiting on God. Man, I've, I've heard this message before, Pastor. I've heard a message just like this. I heard one on TV two years ago, and I thought it was then. I heard it from you uh, four years ago, and I thought it was then. I heard it from Pastor Pat couple Sundays back and I, I've been waiting a couple of Sundays and it ain't happening. I don't know what's going on. What am I doing wrong? But if God won't bless me, then I'll bless myself. But ain't God. I don't want it. You got to have that kind of mentality that if it's not God, then I don't want it. Not every opportunity is God's blessing. Do you think it was God's blessing when, the, when Satan showed up in the garden and said, Eve, Take a bite. Do you think it was an opportunity? He said it was an opportunity. He said, God knows that if you eat it, you'll become just like him. You'll have knowledge. And sometimes that's the way we are as humans. We think every opportunity, oh, look, God opened doors. Not every open door is a blessing. You've got to test the spirit. The Bible says in the New Testament, test every spirit. If it ain't God, if it ain't God's blessing, then block it, Lord. Be careful not to be able to discern which is which. Is which. We need to make sure that it's God's blessing. See, your blessing is on its way. There's a blessing with your name on it. You just got to get ready. 
I don't want to be blessed if it ain't God. Come on, somebody. Now, let me give you five quick reasons why being grateful is important. Real quick. First of all, it honors God. Everybody see it honors God. Gratitude honors God. It, it honors Him. Anytime you thank the Lord, anytime you thank people, man, there's nothing like nothing greater than honoring people for what they've done in your life. The more grateful you are in life, the more healthy you'll be. We talked about statistics last week and how physically better you are when you're a grateful person and when you're happy as opposed to when you're ungrateful and you're complaining all the time. Come on, somebody. Every day we should thank God when we wake up in the morning. One of the first things we should say out of our mouth is, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for another day. Huh? It'll change everything about your life. It changes your attitude. It changes your day. It'll change your decade. This coming to the roaring 20s. It'll change 2020 to 2030. Everything will change if you walk into it with gratefulness. Come on, somebody. The first five minutes of your day has to set the atmosphere for the rest of the day. If not, I'm going to tell you something right now. If you're, if you're depending on old, you know, Folgers to do it, Starbucks to do it, or whatever you drink in the morning to get you going so you can wake up. If you're waiting on that, you know how some of you are. Can't get you to tithe, but you spend about 200 bucks a week on Starbucks. Pastor, are you talking about giving? Yeah, I'm talking about, I'm talking, I'm preaching like that. Can't get you to get, get, get a toy for the kids, but yet, you know, you got a $180 bill on Starbucks. That's just for a week. You know, I, 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 I got turned on to this one drink. It's called chai tea. I, tea chai tea, and it's like, that'll be, uh, I got a chai, um, it's medium. That'll be $7.96. I'm like, for tea? I usually pay $1.98 for my tea. He goes, this is not any old tea. This, that's, that, that's that breakfast tea that are all great. You're like, but this is a different, this is chai tea. And it's got all kinds of stuff in there. So, okay, well, $7.96. So that's why I carry a tea bag and a little trubia in my pocket all the time with me. Can I just get some? Can I get some hot water, please? If you started with gratitude, you'll be healthier and happier. See, Thanksgiving Day means a lot to me because that's the day I got saved, 32 years ago. I, 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 it means a lot to me. So I will. I will. I will. You know, that's one of my things on Thanksgiving Day. Is, Today's the day I got saved and God delivered. I remember how it was. I remember exactly how it was, how God changed my life and how everything changed. And it began the cycle of God's blessing. But, oh, I also know what would have happened if it wouldn't have been for God. Second thing gratitude does and gratefulness does is it creates fellowship with people. You know, when you're grateful with people, it creates a, 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 a bond with people. Gratitude always builds a deeper relationship with your spouse, with your family, with your friends, with the church folks. See, if you're not close to people, it's probably because you're not grateful. You don't, well, no, it's not because of me. It's, they're not grateful with me, so I don't want to hang out. Well, just be grateful anyway. You're not, call, you're not called to govern or to test whether they're grateful or not. Your test is for you to be grateful. Come on, somebody. Grateful gratitude means we need to be more intentional, expressing gratitude to people in our lives, period. At work, yeah, but I don't like her. It doesn't matter at work. You still got to show the gratitude because it's attractive. Remember, they know you're a Christian. They know you go to Victory Outreach. They know you proclaim Christ as Lord and Savior. You don't have a t-shirt. You have a little thing on your desk or whatever you have. They know about that. So when you are grateful to them, even though they're ungrateful and they're brats and they're like, you know, what else? just shows them. You become attractive to them. They're like, they like, man, this person gets on my nerves. They're so grateful. This week, I want to challenge you to write some notes to people. Send a text to somebody. Remember who put you on the fence post. Remember the old saying about the turtle? The guy comes up to the fence post and somebody goes, oh my God, look at this amazing turtle. This turtle's on top of the fence post there looking around. He's looking around. The guy says, you're amazing, dude. Deuteronomy, you are amazing. My God, I, I've never seen this before. And the turtle just looks at him and goes, dummy, do you really think I got up here by myself? 
There's always somebody putting you on the defense post. Don't you forget that. Write a note. Text somebody. Tell somebody, hey, thank you. Remember that? Remember back? Remember back when my family didn't have no groceries? Remember when my family didn't have no gifts and you came and you helped out a little bit? I don't forget that. Because sometimes we get blessed. It's like, well, you know, God said I was going to be a blessing, but that was God, so I don't got to thank nobody. Yes, you do. Just tell people how grateful you are, man. It brings you closer to them. Third reason, this is, another, this is a really big, big deal right here. This is, I think this is probably one of the most important ones. But this, this will show you that it's God's will to be grateful. And gratitude and gratefulness develop your faith. You gotta, my question is, can you thank God when your life is in shambles, when it's out of control, when things are messed up, can you still thank God? Because that's your true test when you're going through it. You're waiting on the blessing, and you're, but you've been prophesied over it. It's been declared, and the Word of God says it's there, and your pastor said that, and your life group said and somebody's prayed over it. Ah, I see blessing coming to your life, but you're still waiting. Uh, my question is, can you still stand in the blessing of God and be grateful no matter what? Uh, see, that's when your true test comes. That's when your faith is developed. That's the test of whether you're a shallow believer or a deep believer. That's a test that when you can tell that you spent time with God and no matter what things look like, that you're just going to hold on because you know that there's a blessing around the corner with your name on it. You're just going to wait on that blessing. You're going to obey God. You're going to trust God. You're going to work it out. You're going to believe God. And when that time comes, you're going to shout to the heavens and say, it was God who blessed my life. When you're going through things, don't look at what you lost. Look at what's left. We lost so much ground, Sister Barbara and I. But we said, you know what? We don't got much left, but what we got, we're grateful for what we got. And we're going to serve the Lord the rest of our life. As for me and our house, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Fourth thing, gratitude and gratefulness, doesn't it? It serves others. It, it blesses other people. Rad, somebody once said this, that radical gratitude actually serves others. Listen, we started off this morning by saying this, that when God blesses us, He says, I want to bless you so you'll be a blessing to others. Listen, that's what gratefulness does. It serves other people. It becomes ministry. If you want to know what ministry is, it's serving people. We're saved to serve others. We're blessed to bless others. If you ever bought a new car, you know the meaning of the word depreciation. The moment you drive it off the lot, it depreciates uh, to the less price than what you paid for it. But even if it's brand new, if you take it back, it's going to be worth less. Depreciation means to decrease in value. But to appreciate means to raise in value. And that's what we call that gratefulness, that grateful servanthood, that grateful blessing of other people is your life appreciates instead of depreciates. But every time you find yourself being ungrateful and walking around complaining about what you don't have, you need to remind yourself of what you do have and you need to appreciate instead of depreciate. Somebody better shout, bless it or block it. See, when you appreciate your co-workers, when you appreciate your co-ministries, when you appreciate one another in your church, you appreciate your spouse, don't go to, don't, don't, don't leave the country, don't leave the city, don't leave your house, don't leave each other and without saying, I love you, I appreciate you. You always tell your spouse, that's one thing we have is we always kiss each other and always say, I appreciate, I love you, baby. And if I, we miss it somehow, it goes on a text. We gotta make sure we appreciate one another. We don't wanna depreciate. Everybody leads that. We need extra doses of appreciation. Come on, somebody. And the fifth and last one is gratitude is a witness to all unbelievers. Not so much to believers, but to unbelievers. Unbelievers. They, they, they look at it and say, God, this person's so grateful. The best way to share your faith with other people is to start being grateful. Just be to show gratitude. Hey, thank you for getting that done. And I'm like, you know, we live in a crazy world where people don't thank each other. Don't, are they not like that? Gratitude shocks people, man. So many people are ungrateful. The Bible says that as believers, we are to live in a way that makes the truth about God attractive. That comes from gratefulness. Now, I'm going to ask somebody, can I get somebody up? Okay, come on up here. I want to close with this. Just give me, can you give me a couple more minutes? Somebody will give me like two, three more minutes. Miss your hands. 
two, three, seven, eight, ten. Oh, wow. I've got time all day. All right. I know we got dinner. I know we got dinner. We got pa- lunch with the pastor, and I'm hungry too. But catch it. All right. A good catch. Not good to go to a throw, but good catch. So try it again. Try it again. I was like Amari Cooper up here. Wow. Caught it down low. All right. Come on, come on. Give the Lord a hand. That's, that shows you how many only how many Calvary fans are here. But if I, when I threw this to him, why did he catch it? Because he has good hands, man. He's a football player too, man. He's, he's, a, he's a pro football player right here. He can, he can literally catch this thing. Pick up one of those, pick up that little thing right there. Pick that up. Put it in your right hand. Okay, pick up that right there. Who's a wallet there? Come on, somebody. Come leave that one right there. Can you get that one in your hand too? Yeah, come on, this one right here. Come on to the middle. Well, I pick up the wallet too. Let's come on. Right, right there. Right there. See. Can, you, can you guys see him over here? Uh, I'll tell you what. Let's do it like this better. I love this. Okay, we're getting rid of this. We're going to get a smaller one. This is pretty cool. All right. So you got your hands full, right? Catch. What's the matter? I thought you were a good catcher. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get. Your hands are full, brother. Let me, let me help you. I'm grateful for you. I'm gonna help you. Okay. Come on, let's try it one more time. Brother, what happened? You? I thought you were a good catcher. You can't catch no more. What's the matter? are full. Oh. You see, that's exactly how you are today. That's exactly how we all are today. That if your hands are open, God wants to throw something at you. He wants to say, here, catch it. Can I have a bet? All right. He wants, to, he wants to fill your hands up. The problem is, come on here, Fritos. Come stand right here. The problem is that your basket wants to be full got to let things out of your basket. You got to you got to give some. You know, you got you got to you. As you do that. See, who do I want to hit here? Okay. Sorry, bro. Here, babe. Here, babe. Good catch, girl. So 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 all of a sudden now, all of a sudden now his hands are full. his hands are empty now, right? So he catch pretty easy. He caught that real easy because that's where God is. He wants to bless your life. But you got you got. Can I bring, can you bring all those back up here? Bring them up. Hand them to him. Just hand them to him one at a time. Hand them one at a time. Just fill up his hand one at a time. See, God wants to bless you. God wants to get his. This is God's blessing. Everybody, says that's God's blessing. From the woman's home, black. That towel is God's blessing. God wants to get the blessing to you. But you got an idol in your heart still right here that you hold on to tight. You won't let go of. God wants you to get rid of it. Then, Then you got money that is the first thing in your life. That's all you think about is money, 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 money. That's all you care about, man. You gotta get out of your hand. So when God blesses you with finances, you gotta let it go, go through your hands so we can fill you up with more. And, and then and then then you got you got this right here where you feel like this is your life sustaining water life sustains your life, but 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 you're not trusting in God, you're, you're trusting in bottle of this water instead of God. I hope it break. All right. And you got this little thing right here that nobody knows what's inside of it. It's all zipped up. You don't know what it is. Looks like a baby little purse or something like that. Steve Madden too. But it's there, and God's like, get out of my hands. Get out your hands. And then and he wants to bless you, but you want half the blessing. You want this and that still. And that little monster right there? Oh, I'm sorry. You're not a monster. You're... This right here, still, you're still holding on to this tie. It's your security. So hold on to this just a little longer. God says, if you'll get rid of all that stuff out of your hand, I'll put my blessings in your hand because I'll bless open hands. I want to, if you'll obey me, 
I want to I want to put a blessing in your hand. My question is, who wants to be blessed? Who wants God's blessing? If you want God's blessing, stand to your feet. You say, I want God's blessing in my life. Some of you maybe are blessed financially. You don't need a financial blessing. Say, I need peace, man. Say, one thing money can't buy you is peace. It might buy you a little happiness for a minute, but it can't buy you peace. It can't buy you salvation. Some of you say, I need a financial breakthrough. And obey God. You hear Mark earlier? He said, even though they were going through one of those difficult financial times, we continue to tithe and sow and sow seeds above and beyond. God brought us through. Because God wants wants you to know that he wants you to get out of your hands what you're holding on tight to so he can throw the blessing your way. But if it's not God, then block it, Lord. Listen. If you're serious about being blessed, I said, if you're serious about being blessed, if you want the Spirit of God upon you, if you want the favor of God upon you, if you want the anointing of God, if you want to walk in God's favor and His blessing, if you want to be the head and not the tail, if you want to be the lender and not the borrower, if you want your crops to produce constantly, if you want your business blessed, if you want your marriage blessed, if you want your kids to get into the best schools with favor of God, not with the favor of man, not because somebody said, I got a little movida, get you in there. No, 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 no. See, that's the problem. Always on the movida. That says, no, I want to be the blessing to get you where you need to be at. If you want that kind of blessing this morning, I want you to step out of your seats. And I want you to come and stand right here at this altar. If you want blessings in the church, in your ministry, if you guys want blessings in Roswell, if you guys want blessing in Farmington or Santa Fe, if you want blessing in your life groups, if you want blessing in the home, if you want blessing to get your marriage back, if you want blessings to see your kids healed, listen, if you want the blessings of God, you find your place, come up closer, make room for everybody. Listen, I believe this with all my heart that God wants to throw His blessing to you, but you've got to open up your hands. You've got to let go of what you've been holding on to. Enough is enough. Whatever you're holding, some of you are holding on to bitterness. Some of you are holding on to unforgiveness. Some of you are holding on to the past. And God's saying, get rid of the past. The past belongs in the past. I want to begin to bless your life. And in order for me to bless you, it is crucial. It is vital that you let go of what you're holding on to. Lift your hands all over this place. Lift them. Lift him, lift him, lift him. And shout out, say, if it ain't God, I don't want it. Come on, say it. Say, bless it or block it. Against you to try and 